Good morning and welcome to Speaking of Sports and a happy Halloween to all. The Eagles last night gave us an early treat. Hopefully the Phillies tonight will give us a bigger treat and that those cheating Astros don't have any tricks up their uh, sleeve. Coach, they don't cheat. You kidding me? Here goes Dean on live. Yes. Eight for eight, Dean. Walk yeah. by. It's not cheating if you don't get caught. Now, yeah, that bat thing. You know, good morning, everybody. Speaking of sports, the Wiz, Chuck, and Coach Al. What a weekend, hey, gang? Man, dear. Someone would have told you that the Eagles were going to be undefeated, and we're watching uh, World Series Game 3 at home. They told you that two months ago. I would take that. Yep. Take, take it. it. That's, a, that's a treat, isn't it? That's a big treat. Could be a, the biggest treat ever. Yeah. <laughs> it, what a buzz. You know, everywhere you go, people say they like to use Wawa. Yeah, everybody's nicer in Wawa, you know. I don't go to Wawa, so I don't know that. But people are definitely carrying the buzz, the vibe. It's great. Oh, man, you talk about great for commerce. Try going out this weekend. I mean, forget about it. Everybody's out. Everybody's, it's just a thing. You can't explain it. But um, when they show the Phillies fans celebrating, you got two-year-olds all the way up to 90-year-olds. It's just nobody not. It's just every section of Philly, South Jersey, Every. it's just such a fever. And I'm going to say I've never seen anything like it before because I don't recall even when the Eagles win the Super Bowl anything close to this. I mean, that's that's my impression of it. What do you got, Wiz? I think I think you're most yeah. I think you're probably right. I mean, I don't have a lot of yeah right memory of like what the '80s were like. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I want any memory. <laughs> Come on now, uh, Come on or the now. '90s. So I don't know what those World Series were like, but I can compare it to '08 and. Um, <laughs> the whole scene around Philadelphia, it, it does seem even more hype and excited now than we were in, in 08. I think a lot of it's expectations, too. We kind of we expected that 08 team to just be amazing. My bad. I should have deferred to the guy to my right for the A couple last, more years than yeah, I do. Yeah. Well, World Series. Chad, every <laughs> week at the podcast, you're around someone in the 80s. So <laughs> yeah. let me just put it that way. But you know what's amazing? I had three or four calls in the last couple of days from friends saying they've spent so much money on grandchildren, this yeah. and that. Yeah. Four places they went to, they couldn't get this. And who went over to Philly to? It's great. Buy? It's great. It's everything. I mean, I'm, I'm texting Pete last night about some little detail about when tonight's batting practice starts. And, you know, if you're going to go, try to get in Ashburn Alley. That I think they still open up a half hour earlier than other uh, entrances because of the food concessions. They want to get them stuff. Just the little stuff that you're ordinarily not doing to just have this prolonged and continued, in, you know, into October, November. It's such a blessing, man. It's such a treat. You just... You know, you can't. And well, they're, told me we they're selling T-shirts now for $60, $80 that you could have got a month ago for maybe 10 Just that little bit of printing difference yeah. on the front. Oh, the yeah. same day you would have bought the T-shirts, maybe you could have bought the wager that the Eagles would win over eight and a half games. We talked about, oh. I'm not going to divert to football, we'll stay with baseball, but we talked on this podcast. We said, what is wrong with Vegas? We, do we dove into that prop bet. And we all we all agreed we should just go across the bridge and bet it, but we don't bet. 
Um, what just a steal in the immortal words of of people I can think of that could never pick a winner. What a steal! I mean, that a two was, horse race. That yeah. was a absolute gift from vegas right well even when it went to nine and a half yes, it so. stayed there when they were like four and oh now it's i think 12 and a half yeah now you have something to think about although i'd sure. still go over i got them at 15 and two the only problem is i did it again yesterday really hard i don't know where the two losses are somebody text me look out for the the giants that could be you know if the game is meaningless to the eagles that could be certainly at dallas but okay 15 and two yeah. But I think 17-0 is absolutely realistic because they're playing head and shoulders above everybody on their schedule. I mean, Liz, what do you got? You know, we're, I mean, Since you open up the topic, we have to go Eagles. Yeah, Eagles go Eagles. Now, That's okay. Once we we'll, open that. You know we're going to we're going to. So go we have next week we're at the Texans. That's good. That should be a simple victory. Home against the Commanders in, in week nine. We have at the Colts. Brutal. Should be another True. pretty easy win. Home against the Packers. And then home against the Titans. And then at the Giants. That's probably the toughest three weeks of the schedule. Then the last couple weeks of the season were at the Bears, at the Cowboys. Which is three games in a row on the road. It, and that's what they call in betting parlance the kiss of death. Well, you got to watch that third week at the Cowboys yeah. with the third third road game. That looks like your loss. Home Saints and then home Giants. So you got to be kidding me. You could just go from the top, stink, 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 okay, stink. It's, come on now, right? It's a weak schedule. But the NFL is pretty weak this year. Look at teams. Arizona can't score. Tampa's, like these are, Arizona and Tampa are two teams that are supposed to be solid teams, and they're both, they're both really average this year. We very, have, very average. We have not used the word pathetic yet. The NFL is pathetic this year. This weekend, and we love on speaking of sports, don't we, guys, to reveal a stat that you haven't heard yet. And I'm going to bet that 95% of you have not heard this stat. We'll try it. There was one game on the entire slate of games this weekend. You, you know where I'm going with this? I do, yes. Go ahead. You can, you can, I you think can that there's so line. many losing teams that yep. you don't have many games where it's a winning percentage against a winning percentage. Bingo. Nice catch. You still make a nice catch. What I get your age wrong all the time, right? At 85, 82? I'll be 85 next birthday. One game with teams above 500 playing. You got to be kidding me. That, that's just unbelievable. And so I checked the schedule for next weekend, this one coming, two. So, I mean, for the NFL to have those marquee matchups like they used to have, well, when Green Bay stinks and Tampa stinks, and I think I'm using, I'm characterizing properly. You're not going to have those. What's the marquee matchup, bud? Let's take out KC and the Bills. I don't. I mean, take out KC and the Bills. What's the What's the marquee I, I don't, game? I don't know. The Vikings are six and one. Yeah, <laughs> they're I mean, at it right for Fraudville again. I love it. <laughs> the Titans yeah, I guess are you, five and two. Yeah, Titans. You, know, you can't use that word parody at all. It doesn't. And the, the funny thing about this at the end of the year with the Cowboys and the Saints now it just came to me. With the Eagles getting the Saints draft choice next year, if the Eagles were ahead enough to rest some people, yeah. would they consider, though, we want to make sure we meet the Saints and improve that draft choice? They should. I mean, strategically, yeah. you have to factor that in. Absolutely. You know, I yeah. mean, that's, that's going to matter a lot. But I, I don't think at the end of the season, the Eagles are going to be playing for home field throughout. 
I think they're going to have that wrapped up. I looked at the teams and their schedules. Dallas mimics the Eagles because of the same division. But it's just, uh, hey, let's talk about yesterday's game. Hertz has a 1-4-0 QB rating, which is elite level. Sanders, they only give him ball nine times because they just don't like to let my guy Sanders have a 15-carry game, right? So he puts up 160 yards, nine trips for, I'll round off, 80 yards, 8.79 yards per carry. You know, Brown, 6 and 156, 26 yards Per reception for Brown, um, that offense. You got other guys I didn't mention. You could go to if you didn't have Brown. It's Pascal. Elite, it's elite yeah. level. It's elite yeah. level. No, right? They have so many weapons that they still haven't used them all. Yeah. And that play with Pascal yesterday, where he was wide open, that's been in the playbook. But they didn't need to use that before, and all of a sudden they throw that in there, and he's wide open. And he had a half-decent career with the Colts and everything, so just another and great Howie Roseman deal. We haven't mentioned the tight end. We haven't mentioned Goddard every year. We haven't mentioned number one draft pick from last year, uh, Smith. Smith. Yeah. Smith. Okay. So a lot of weapons. When you're lining oh, up yeah. to defend the Eagles, and you got the quarterback that can run like crazy, in my opinion, he's second best in the league. In that well, let's hold that. We'll go there in a minute. All right. I'm cheap. You're being really tight rain on me today. Huh? Don't go off. Don't go out of your well, way. There, I know you're going to make another point and then come back, but go I ahead. have that on the docket. All right. So. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Take oh, that. I'll, okay. I'll complete the point that I think you w- were making. The Ooh, Eagles trick or treat. are, in my opinion, the most balanced team in the NFL. Okay. They do not. You can't look at that team and say they have a glaring weak spot. The quarterback plays solid. The running back play has been solid. Their receivers speak for themselves, led by A.J. Brown. Look at the other defensive line I thought was already very strong, and then they go out and add Robert Quinn, which I, I can't believe they actually did that. And the guy had 18 sacks, 18 and a half sacks last year, I think. Their defensive line is now just, it has to be one of the best in the league. I'm not versed on all that, but it has to be one of the best in the league. And then, you know, the defensive backs are good. The only area I'm a little hesitant about, they're linebackers, but they're not bad either. But that's probably, there's no weak spots on the team. You look at them. Like the linebackers are just the last things I measure. There are, there's no weak spots on that on that team. I don't study linebackers, but TJ Edwards averages 10 tackles a game. Yeah. There we go. I would I mean, think that's pretty good. That's very, very good. So where is this team's weakness where you can look at other teams and identify a spot like the Giants? Okay, the Giants are running the ball well. They're scoring well. But... They're not passing well. Now, Daniel Jones maybe have an okay year, but they're not converting him to passing touchdowns. But they're running them. They, they have errors or, or, or issues you can point to where the Eagles don't seem to have that. Jalen Hurst looks like the most complete quarterback right now the way he's been playing the past few weeks, save for maybe Josh Allen. Well, the only th- problem might be our big boy in the middle there. Davis got hurt yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we're that, deep. That can, that can yeah. hurt you because he is the main man against the, you know, the middle of the line where they're double teaming him all the time. We have now, talk, go, go now for what you were saying now, what Chuck was saying a second ago about where does Jalen rank, the question is, see, it's funny. If you look back for a second, earlier before the season started, it was Jalen Hurts isn't even, you know, how many people in Philadelphia are saying Jalen Hurts isn't even a, 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 a top 15, 20 quarterback, and now the question is, oh, well, he's not Josh Allen yet. He's not Mahomes yet. How, how, how quick that perspective changed. Is Hurts officially a top five quarterback in this league right now? It's not a joke. It's a joke. Completion percentage, he's seventh right now at 67%. Geno Smith is first, 72%. Mm -hmm. Yards per attempt, Jalen Hurts is second at 8.5. 
Tua is first at nine. Quarterback rating, Hurts is fifth at 105. Coming up. Tua's first at 112, so pretty close. Watch that flip. Touchdowns, yeah, kind of a hard stat. How you score. But what's good is the interceptions Yep. for minimum 100 attempts. Yep. He is tied second least. Tom Brady's first with, I think, one interception. Hurts only has two interceptions this year. That's really good for a young quarterback to be that. That's smart to read, be reading the defense that well and not making bad passes. He well, he's, he's come along as a leader. You can oh, just throw that in there. Yeah. It's just you didn't project him, and all the naysayers were saying he can't throw the long ball. He doesn't have the touch. He right. can't pick up the second right. and third receiver. He has made so many good decisions, and and you see him when he's got caught running towards the sideline. He's not risking the interception. He throws it out of so bounds. Smart. He really looks like a veteran. You know, the, you know what's the, my favorite part? I guess I'm out of this thing. Go ahead. Hurts. He looks good today in this sport code. Now he's looks wonderful. Hurts after the game yesterday was my favorite part. Hurts after the game yesterday was not happy with his own performance. He had a near perfect quarterback rating, 140 something, and the highest is like 153 or something like that. Four touchdowns, no interceptions. Then he says, I could have been sacked less. There's yeah. things I wish I did differently. Yeah. No one's ever going to complain 140 quarterback rating, but the point is that he's not satisfied. And that is the mindset of someone who is a, a natural leader. They're going to lead this team. He's going to push these guys to be better, yep. even when he was at that's near perfection good point. yesterday. Let's not pontificate too much, but that's a great point. You know? Well, I think the whole podcast is about pontification. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Pontification. I, I have stats. I have stats, yeah. <laughs> He but found now, all those stats in his pocket. Let's, let's also throw uh, Brown in there, who was unhappy with his performance. He, he was talking about the two that he dropped, which you yeah. do like to see. A guy that puts up 156 yeah. yards, Three he's talking downs. about the two drops. And he goes, yeah, it's not like me. I don't make them. You know, I'm better than that. And I'm like, this guy wants to go out next week and, and do better than 156 yards. I mean, you know, that's what makes an athlete. Speaking great. about Brown and, and the touchdowns, I don't know if you saw it, but People will have to remember a bad trade they thought many years ago. Yesterday was the second time an Eagles quarterback in their team history threw four touchdown passes over 25 yards. Yeah. And the, and the infamous Norm Sneed was the other. He was the one which they traded Jurgensen with the Redskins. At one point, they blitz Hurts, and it's, it's like his blind side, so he doesn't see it on the snap. Drops back and then picks up. The, bl the blitzer, okay? The guy, the linebacker, is like four feet from him, and you're, there's a big sack, and he's going to get racked. He does a ball fake. He takes the ball, if you remember the play, and deeks like he's going right with the ball, <laughs> like you may in basketball. He does a ball fake right and spins the other way, and the guy's no longer near relevant in the play, you know, and he's able to make his next read option. I mean, you just, if you're defending that guy and you know he could run and you know how good he could throw now and you know other guys could run and catch, I mean, how do you, how do you defense the Eagles? I mean, nobody's doing it. Well, right, so know? far they haven't yeah, figured right, it out. Right. Yeah. Uh, did you find the Pittsburgh game plan uh, questionable at best? I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Well, uh, well, you know, when you have your best defensive back, Fitzpatrick, who's very well thought of in the league, top five probably. When he's on Brown just about a half a step away, you can't complain about the coverage if you're a Pittsburgh coach, but the pass is so perfect, and Brown just puts his hands up at that last half a second so that Fitzpatrick's eyes can't see 
when the ball's coming. Yeah. I mean, it was just precision. And to say about a young man that didn't have a touch before this season started. If I'm coaching oh. Pittsburgh Wiz, I'm going on fourth and three, fourth and four. I'm going to look at that game model as a multiple sevens, not threes. I'm sorry. First time he had fourth and third and four, right, was a, a crappy pass and then kick. I, I'm running twice. They ran the ball yesterday 24 times for 144 yards, coach. You had six zero yards per rush. You threw the ball 40 times, 156 for 4.7. Last time I checked, 6-0 tops 4.7. Now, I know the reason it sometimes works out to be that ratio, but you can't tell me with that quarterback and Eagles pass rush, six sacks for negative 40 yards, why wouldn't you try to run the ball more? People say, well, you trailed by two touchdowns. So what? Make one of them back by running down the field more than you're passing. Since you put this guy in harm's way, when you drop back, he was sacked six times. It's got to dawn on you two things. We need to run more given our success ratio. All right? We've got to be careful of that. And we've got to take chances on fourth down. To beat the Eagles, that's what you had to go insane, right? Assuming Just the, opposite. the philosophy was let's win this game and not oh, let's yeah. have a bad record this year. Yeah, that's a good point. I think the Steelers want a bad record this year. <sighs> wow. Man, wait till, wait till uh, Dean hears the tank Look, word. The tank? They're two and six. Yeah. Who are they gonna, are they going to catch the Ravens or the Bengals? No, fair point. Why, and, why and, not? Why not have a bad year? And what you're going to see if by the by that time, if they have that bad record with all the good quarterbacks coming out next year, they've made a decision on Pickett, or he's not going to be their man. He's not, they, he's they, not they, the guy. He's not the guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not versed enough on him to just to say right now. But here's a fun stat: we talk about how. The standings aren't don't necessarily tell you how good or bad a team necessarily right. is. The Titans five and two on face value. You say, hey, that team's pretty decent. Yeah. Well, listen to this stat. AJ Brown, six hundred and fifty nine yards this year and five touchdowns. Every single Titans wide receiver combined, six hundred and fifty eight yards and one <laughs> touchdown. And you talk about it that's a different like how different those those put that into perspective. AJ Brown, one receiver has more yards and the entire titans combined yeah i know the titans are a run first team but still and you know you have so many good receivers now now what he went 156 yards yesterday that's the first game since game number one that he's gone over 100 yards so that's where you utilize smith and goddard i I think i think the chemistry with aj brown and and hurts is just incredible you look at that one pass into the right right corner-ish of the end zone. You look at the the play, you see A.J. Brown peels slightly left to shade the cornerback and then turns back right so that with his size, it's impossible to cover that ball. Yeah. But that just knowing Hurts knows, hey, I'm going to get this to the corner. Brown's going to cut. He's he's kind of shading left, cuts back right. There's It's impossible to cover that ball. Yeah. Talking of your Tennessee team at 5-2, and two, I, I just love point differential means so much in baseball football not always of course i mean right now the phillies are in the world series uh, and a run differential you know wasn't so hot but here here's tennessee at five and two uh, minus six point differential you want to hear bad how about this let's talk about the nfc to quantify what we're saying about everybody stinks from green bay in the north division 
down through Chicago and Detroit, hop over to NFC South, Atlanta, Tampa, New Orleans, Carolina. The viewers can't see this. Seven straight teams in the red with point differential. That's impossible, too. That's your the, the teams you're leading. Very improbable, division. I know that. Right. Yeah, basically, as far as point differential, you got the birds, then you got to go KC and Buffalo. I mean, that that's like your NFL, and someone's going to make an argument for Minnesota. God bless you. Go ahead. It won't. You won't prevail. Someone's going to make a argument for San Francisco. At least Tommy is, uh, <laughs> and and we know they're not coming to Philly and beating them in the NFC Championship game. The Eagles already played Minnesota too, and we smacked them yeah, twenty four to seven. Cousins close. Cous- all you have to say is this: Cousins. In a big game. That, that's all you have to C- say. Kirk Cousins in prime time. Prime time. Yeah, there you go. And so let's see what he's going to do in postseason. Hey, we're going to say this every week the rest of the season. It's early. It's not the midway point. It's a 17-game season, okay? So we're going to be talking a lot like this every week. It will get boring. Kirk Cousins, you know, reminds me. So much for that question. He could take someone to the dance, but... I- but he's not taking her home. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else we got on football? Do we want to hop over to, uh, I'm not going to say the more, yeah, the more exciting topic right now is obviously the Phillies in the World Series. But I guess the only thing with football is how how likely is it that the Super Bowl is Buffalo, Philadelphia? And those are clearly the two best teams in football. And what do you like? Who's your winner? Let's go on record early. Let's let's take care of that business right now, Coach. Well, right now I still have to rank the Eagles right behind him because of Buffalo, what they have proven so far. Last year, this year. My I think your guy, your quarterback, had two interceptions yesterday against Green Bay. Green Bay outstatted him. Oh, I, I realize Green Allen didn't have his best game, but that's how good a yeah. team, good teams win games where you, you don't play your best. Yeah. Good was. I'll go Eagles. I w- I'll go Eagles. I think I think Buffalo is a more experienced team. And certainly, Josh Allen's been there a couple more times, and than naturally Jalen Hurts has. But I will go with the Eagles. Ditto. Yeah. Yep. I also think coaching enters into it a lot. Uh, I also think the um, the Eagles yesterday got pit off the field on third down. What were they one for twelve on third down? Right. That's stepping up turnover ratio. I we should have that number. I'm going to say it's like 16 to two, league, league leading turnover ratio. You know, when you look at the, the team that wins the turnover ratio every year, a lot of times that's the team that's playing in yes. the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, they do that too. How do they pass cover on like third and six compared to other Eagle defensive backs where guys were always open out the backfield this year? They're jamming them. They're on them like Velcro, and they're batting away third and fourth passes, right? It, it looks like that now they showed a little weakness yesterday because I mentioned what the running stats were. Uh, once again, they gave up six yards, 24 trips. That will be their concern. You know, well, you know what, Chuck? I think that's a little misleading, too, yeah. because as much pressure being put on Pickett that you're third and 21 and this and that, a lot of times you're going to get that 10 or 12 or 14-yard run yeah. either to put you in field goal position or just get you away from your goal line a little bit so 
and as far as field position goes. One now, time. the Eagles are plus 14 in, ter- in turnovers. There you go. The next closest is plus six. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's, that's a huge, that's huge ridiculous. gap. And, and that's uh, I think that's pressure on the quarterback to the interception ratio. Okay. They're creating fumbles, obviously. But they're just playing total, you know, team football. I, I mean, it's. I think their weakness, if you want to call it a glaring weakness, would be special teams. That, that's it. Yeah. That can hurt you in a playoff game. Every other team seems to have someone yeah. that's getting 10, 12 yards on some punt returns. Right, right. And, and we just want to make sure that Cubby catches, catches the, ball the ball. And Yeah. I, I would like to know the last time in NFL history that a team, and I know the season's not over yet, has led the league in takeaways and led the league or had the least amount of giveaways. Because the Eagles have 16 takeaways right now. And as I'm looking, I don't see any other team there. The next closest are the Ravens with 15. And they have two giveaways. And the closest looks like six. The Las Vegas Raiders have six giveaways. So we're leading in both. When is the, I would like to know when the last time that has ever happened. Yeah. It, it, I don't I mean, know if it has. Unprecedented is the word we'd love to use. But we'd like to double down and check to make sure when we say unprecedented. I, we said that about five weeks ago, and I got a text from somebody. Unprecedented means the, the, the and the stat that you uh, stated was was not unprecedented. Well, I'm sorry, we don't go back a hundred years in our well, fact it, check. See, it is unprecedented because yeah, you look at 2021. The differential Cowboys are plus 14. Well, the Eagles are halfway through the season and are already there. Oh, it's nuts. In 2020, yeah. the Titans were first at plus 11. In 2019, the Patriots were plus 21. Right now, the Eagles are projecting a plus, what, 28, yeah. 26 run differential? And it doesn't yeah. look like that's happened. I'm going back year by year right now. I don't see any year that's ever even happened at all. If, if we were to articulate a concern, now we did talk about special teams, uh, and in the playoffs is where that is usually illuminated, right? This would be my one concern, and I don't think it's going to materialize. When you play down, we know this from baseball softball, when you play down, a lot of times it dulls the proverbial edge of the pencil. We always love to play up to get ready for a really tough tournament, okay? Then you put the team in in that tournament, and they're like, hey, this doesn't look so tough after all. Yeah, that's because you're playing 16s. It's a 12 tournament, 12 you, You know, if they're going to play week after week, bad teams, and you go right to the playoffs. Now, the counter-argument to that's going to be, but you're not going to play any good teams in the playoffs either till you get to the Super Bowl, right? So if it is Minnesota here, that's not an advance, right? Who's going to come in? San Francisco could get, could be competitive. Rams, I guess. I don't know. But it's at, a cert, at, a, at a point, I guess the Super Bowl – you're going to be playing way above par value. The receivers are quicker. The linemen are hitting harder and off the ball quicker. You know, the threat on the quarterback. The whole game just sped up against the team that now you could say, well, Buffalo's going through the same thing. They're not playing tough teams each week, so maybe they'd be dealt a little bit too. That's the only criticism I really have. Like when you beat really good teams, you're ready to play really good teams you don't get that razor edge for lack of a better term when you're playing bad teams well like you said a little while ago there's not that many good teams you're playing no they don't exist and and what's that say uh, but about the nfl's future 
right? Because you don't just well, turn Atlanta on a dime because Atlanta can't be good when they could have been good. So, right? I think the NFL the team success is primarily driven by who the quarterback is. Yeah. And there seem to be a lot of nice, really young quarterbacks right now. So I'm not totally concerned about the future of the NFL. I'm a little concerned that you see guys like, you know, Rodgers, Brady, um, Cardinals guy, Murray, all tanking. Or, or that's not the well, right word. They, they, they kind of relatively are bad. There's bad this year for what they should be. Let's, okay, Rodgers, the time has served him well. He's now saying you should be benching my teammates. He's coming out publicly saying they need to be benched. That's Boy, bad. does that build team morale? <laughs> that locker room must really be buzzing with harmony. Yeah, really. The other guy has <laughs> uh, a supermodel divorcing him, and it's for keeps now. So where do you think his focus is? Uh, yet his passing stats are still pretty good, but the, the team's decimated. The other guy you mentioned for the cards is just not going to develop. I don't think he's going to be a great like quarterback. Is is his lack of height finally catching I up do. to him? I don't, I don't watch the Cardinals games to know what his yeah, we, problem. We, right. His numbers don't look terrible, but he's just not delivering like you've seen him before. Exactly. And, well, exactly. I think, why? And I think what Question. a big thing is, too, with Howie Roseman, five years ago, we're not talking – you know, we're, we're negative with our thought process a lot, but the moves he has made. Oh, God. And the Eagles probably have the best backup at many, many positions where a few injuries is not going to decimate you. It's going to hurt a little bit. And these other teams, when they have a couple linemen going down, and you can see, you can watch some of those games where an offensive tackle, second-string offensive tackle comes in, and that other defensive man just beats him on nine out of ten plays. It's amazing how the exposure you're talking about shows up. Like people, oh, it's a left tackle. Focus on a skill position. <laughs> they bring the sub in, and the left tackle gets smoked six plays in a row, and your quarterback's running for his life, and there's no longer game management. You can't run the offense. When your quarterback's in a fire drill running scared, you know, you have to have that left tackle strong. Well, what's know? a real good team do? They help somebody yeah. else. They bring somebody in to help chip that guy and yep. help him a little yep. bit. But you leave him out there by himself the whole game and gets exposed, it just changed your whole game plan. All right. I got a couple for you before we uh, hop over to uh, to World Series. Yes or no, was it a tad Bush League? And I don't like Bush League stuff. I don't mind cocky, cool. I don't like cocky, arrogant. But I, I think when Rose played, he was cocky, cool. I don't think he was in your face, arrogant. And people push back on that. Kelsey yesterday, mask on, six minutes to go in the game. Let me just say this, big guy. If that were baseball and you trailed a regular season game and you looked across the field and in the dugout, the winning team – Harper had some kind of silly mask on, same thing, whatever, or making fun of the opponent. And I don't know that that's what his intention was. I don't think so. Uh, there'd be a problem. You would wear a fastball in the teeth on the next three pitches, okay? The other team would be apoplectic. It doesn't happen. You can imagine an NBA game, Chad. The guy comes off the court with a 25-point lead. Joel Embiid comes off the court and puts on a mask on Halloween. He's sitting there, and the TV's focused on him. I mean, Joel Embiid's got a Halloween mask on, 
and they're playing San Antonio and they're up by 20, somebody from San Antonio would low bridge a guy or just come down and deck and beat. I mean, you can't do it in sports. But yesterday they made very light of it, and they thought it was cool. What do you think? When you I think it? Kelsey is the only one that could get away with That's that. That's a great point. People probably. that know Kelsey been yeah. around 12, 13 years, have seen him when they won the Super Bowl with the Mummers costume, this and that. So he could get away. I don't think anybody else on the Eagles would even think about yeah. doing I mean, it. I, I am of the mindset of never give a team more reason to want to beat you than like don't give them extra motivation and ammo. I don't. I mean, look, it's not something I'd be endorsing, but I understand that football gets a, a more liberal, liberal, like uh, a longer leash, perhaps. Reasons. Definitely in this town. I don't know how other teams feel it. I know the city, Philadelphia. Well, they'll never. You'll never hear them say a bad word no, about it. Not yet. I haven't. But no. I mean, no. I would not, as a coach, want to see that. But I also don't think Nick Sirianni, as good as they're playing, is going to jump in and stop that because yeah. you don't want right. to ruin any momentum and morale you know, with a leader like it's Kelsey. Funny. You can't question a leader like Kelsey like that. I love our podcast days. I'm on site at Grimley, and then I coordinate my work meetings and whatnot to be at Grimley the rest of the day. But, boy, do I miss my remote office at home that has two TVs, and what I do is I'm working, and I'll bring up a screen of what's relevant you get so much input and great debates. I mean, people on the talking heads on ESPN. Let me tell you something. The data and the compilations and the, and the analytics and intel that comes out of the great baseball football shows, you, you know, you wouldn't have much information without it. It's just priceless. I miss, like a day like today, or are they talking about Kelsey? Is anybody mentioning that Kelsey had a Halloween mask on during the fourth quarter, yeah, it was on the didn't late strike new, me well. Late sports last night. What would they say? Just that that more or, less, more or less that's Kelsey playing the, Batman, rolled okay. up his jerseys. All right, all right. down by I'm going to say you know, parent. I'm just going to make up a number here, hyperbole. But down by a hundred. What was Pittsburgh doing? Stopping the clock with like three minutes or six minutes to go, and they're down by like twenty, whatever it was. They're stopping the clock. What's what's behind that was? I don't, I don't know. It well, doesn't make sense. Don't you do everything as a pro coach to illuminate that you get the no. game? No, they that don't. You're smart. No, they don't. They, they don't get the game. How many? They how don't. many coaches though Ooh. don't get the game? A trick or treat. They just don't get it. Trick or treat. It. I don't coach. think he could put Tomlin in that group. Didn't get it. He's got a great. You know. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I, I think he's in that group, and I know he's successful. But uh, Perry and I text back and forth all the time about it. A, a lot Why of, did he do this? Why did he do that? Why didn't he run more yesterday? Why do he use the timeout? Makes no sense whatsoever. A, a lot of coaches are are good with player relationships, developing oh, those guys. He's great that, like that. But there are so many coaches in the NFL who don't really, in my opinion, manage well. They don't call the right plays. I guess that's more on the coordinators. And I get that there's a lot more that goes into it, but I don't think anyone's ever been overly impressed with the play calling that we've seen with the Steelers and yeah, Tomlin. Right, right. But I think that he's unbelievable probably, and the guys love him because he's been there so long and yes. he's had a lot of winning yeah. records. But I think that the, that yeah. at the end of the day, you think he had, to, with the talent he had, with Ben in his prime, and who was it? Um, yeah. Brown, that, I don't mind blanking on his first name, the receiver Brown, who kind of went nuts last year. Um, 
they should have won more. Oh, they should have won more. No, and no, that's no, how no. I look and say he's not been effective enough yeah, as the coach. They had a defense. But that's kind of how my, my two cents on, on the on the. Well, on the, the things that the, the viewers may have missed and, and Jimmy may pick up is uh, in college football where a guy goes up to give another guy a little head. That gives him a concussion. The guy doesn't have a helmet on, and he goes up with his helmet and goes, hey, how you doing? Bang. The guy goes down to his knees. We got to mention the uh, pregame. Uh, I think it was Division Three. If Jimmy has this, and if not, look it up. Where the grounds crew guy in the tractor pregame ru- runs runs over the goalposts. I, I don't know if you've that. got that wizard or not. He I don't. drives into the goalpost, and the goalpost falls down, and they have to play the game coach at one end of the field because it went down like. A tall building being detonated. It just, boom, it disintegrated. He hits it with the tractor, knocks down the goalpost at one end of the stadium. They have to play the whole game the other way. It was just. You think they used a breathalyzer I, after I, that I, happened? Or you know, I hope I said it to Jimmy. I'm not sure we're allowed or watching this now that we're a little more successful. You know, those uh, internet police, you know, so we, we I probably just got more by saying that. But hey, man, we're running out of time. We better get the baseball whiz. Yeah, we shook. We're almost 40 minutes in. We Ouch. somehow, Ouch. I don't know how. <laughs> Got to cut um, it an hour. But, all right, so here's the matchup tonight. It's a little surprising than what we thought. We have McCullers going for the Astros. That's not as surprising. But then Syndergaard for the Phillies tonight, where a lot of people were thinking it was going to be uh, Ranger. Ranger. But yeah. I guess his arm's not quite where they want him to be, or they just rather would start with Syndergaard. They pitched him. Online, it's looking like there. people are saying Syndergaard's going to go three innings, then go to the bullpen. Which is, and I mean, Ranger might be included Ranger, in maybe, a three inning stint. There. Maybe Ranger, they maybe he's uh, more of a flex tonight. They say, hey, maybe we'll yeah. go four, five, six, seven for you. See how the game develops. Maybe yeah. can can Noah Syndergaard maybe get four innings in. I mean, his ERA this in the postseason is a one point six nine. He's pitched very well this this postseason. He's you know what, Chad? Buddy. I think what it comes down to, you got to touch. Uh, Rob Thompson, whatever he does, he's been pushing all the right buttons, so you got to go with him. you got to trust it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Syndergaard's very much a pitch-to-contact hitter. He doesn't have that overpowering fastball anymore since since the injury. And how big of – I guess the question will be tonight, how big of a concern is that yeah. with the Astros' lineup of hitters that don't strike – well, they Before well, we – just Good. No, no, you go ahead. You go before ahead. We, I, I think you needed that. Before we dive in on that, let's talk – I think about the most important thing we're coolest thing we're observing this home field advantage the the, the mystique of Philly where they batting 296 was at home there's all kinds yeah, of 296 we could give, give you that we could give you 21 and 9 best winning percentage in baseball this is main park uh, they are a different team at home Talk to some people. I'm not going to give up my sources here over the last week about, come on, what is it that happens when the stadium is vibrating? Because it does. And the fans are creating this energy that engineers call, some word I forget actually, but they say it's, it's actually a real energy that's giving the players an, a surplus, additional skill focus almost like a drug i guess or a story but 
it, it's a, a feeling of invincible while the other side feels like they have no confidence whatsoever. So you're up. It's 0-2, and you're a good player. You know, Altuve or the, the – the Bregman, Bregman, Bregman. Yeah. and and you got you know forty six thousand strong screaming, you know the towels are going crazy. the lint from the towel. All of a sudden, your batting average in that spot right there, then in that buzz, is no longer your season batting average, which is not great to begin with. Oh, too right, we know that, but it's almost impossible. And and yet on the other side, they're energizing, they're hitting like crazy. That. I mean, you say it can't be measured. Well, it's being measured because we just gave you the stats of the Phillies at home and stuff like that. But their batting average goes up to 300, and they're a whole different team. And The Astros are in for a rude awakening tonight. They, and I'll tell you I don't cool. think there's a tougher ballpark no. when it's live, no, no, no. when the fans are there, than Citizens Bank Park. I don't. No. And to the Phillies fans that listen, and thank you for the, the increasing numbers we're getting every week. It's really cool. Um Across the board, they're up last week. Like, hey, they actually like us. This, we just did it for fun, and now it's a thing. But let me tell you what. Congratulations to Phillies fans. What are you eating there, bud? Looks pretty good. A little candy. It's a Jolly Rancher. Jolly, right, Jolly Rancher, huh? Uh, the Phillies fans have been recognized by Major League Baseball players on all the channels I'm listening to that say, to paraphrase, there is nothing like playing in Philadelphia, those fans. That's pretty cool when you think of the Yankees, when you think of the Mets, when you think of the Cardinals that have great tradition for having fans. The the madness, the hysterical behavior in Philly, everyone is saying we've never seen anything like congratulations. Fans on creating that, man. You want to hear, hear about behavior. There's a guy on the radio this morning that said because it's Halloween and dressing oh. up what they're going to let them commit oh, it. He's going man. to commit with some type of outfit where he has a drum around his body and he's sitting like three rows behind a dugout and he wants to beat that drum to simulate last year yeah, with the right. give it away oh, with, yeah. the, with yeah. the bucket thing, whatever. It could be nuts. You know what? I never connected the fact. I knew it was Halloween, of course. Uh, but I never connected the fact that if you wanted to go as a trash can as an outfit to the Phillies game, well, I mean, the seats there'll are, be more than one. The seats are only so big, so I'm not sure that works. But but the, the whole thing about baseball playoff tension, what has it been like, both of you guys, to watch these games with the, the high-wire drama, each pitch, uh, scoreboards, back-to-back, almost home runs, dramatic, I mean, the plays that Bombs had to make to his backhand with two runners on and two outs. You're like, oh, no, we did this during the season, not kicked out in the left field, and he's making them. Uh, we can't get Hoskins straightened out at first base. I don't know if that's going to end up killing us. But um, it's just incredible, the baseball playoff tension when you're watching. And we're talking now 13 games of this, of which I've got down, tell me if you disagree, 11 great games of tension. Oh, yeah. I mean, maybe oh, you yeah. throw out 9-1 uh, against the Braves, round two. I'll call it round. Okay, throw that out. Not 10-6. You can't, you can't throw that. I mean, that's, you know, the 2 nothing was good over the Padres. So what's the next game that wasn't full attention, bud? 6-3 card. You came back and scored all those runs in the ninth. 7-6. Uh, you know. It's classic playoff it's, baseball it's right classic. there. It's classic. 
we've never seen anything like this in Philly. I mean, the Super Bowl, you got to buy. You had destroyed Minnesota, fraud on the road, okay? You had the Atlanta game, was really good, and there should have been pass interference, and the Super Bowl was great. How do you take Atlanta and the Super Bowl and try to quantify, qualify that over 13, but we're not done yet, and they had to go on the road for eight months to wrap the season up. Well, you know what I, I mean, think? This is so incredible. If you want to, if you want to see, you know, you miss a Harris. You go first. Actually, oh, no, I was just going to say, if you want to, we've, we've created an atmosphere like you're never out of the game with the St. Louis thing, and they come back five nothing to start with the Astros. Wow. I mean, I watch every pitch anyhow. Yeah. But you even have some hope when you get – it's 5-1. to one. Now, Schwarber's ball, that's out of here. It's 5-3. to three. Oh, no. Then you think the next pitch, Schwarber's out of here. You always think you have it, that chance. It's tough. If that ball's gone, Hoskins can actually make a play at first base. Next thing you know, it's a 4-3 oh, game. Yeah, you can reconstruct The, the that. score of 5-2 wasn't as ugly as a 5-2 game sounds. Good point. Right. It wasn't. Good point. Good point. That's the good Definitely. news. The bad news, if we look back to game one, mm-hmm. Wheeler, he took – no, here's Wheeler's fastball, game by game. Game one at St. Louis, 97.4. NLDS, game two at Atlanta, 96.9. Call it 97. Next time he pitched, NLCS, game one, 97. NLCS, game five, 97.2. All of a sudden, World Series, game two, 95.6. So we have every playoff outing was at rounds to 97, and all of a sudden... Game two at Houston, 95.6. Well, Chad, do you think that's maybe why they started Nola and dropped Wheeler back another day? Yeah, it know. could be. You could think be. on six days, and we, that was still what he was showing. Yeah. And that very marginal difference clearly was enough for Houston because those first four pitches of the game, I mean, they, Houston looked like, like they knew what was coming. It was really unbelievable. You never see anything that happened to Wheeler in the first multi back-to-back-to-back pitches like that. And that bullpen, I, I think, and I know there's pushback on this, but if I had my guy with a 5 nothing lead, I'm going to dug out talking to my bench coach or my pitching coach. This is what I'm saying. You know, his, his postseason record stats for Erlander are deplorable. Let's hope that doesn't manifest tonight, coach. But if it starts to, we're not going to burn this whole 5 nothing lead. We're not doing it with a guy who has stats like that. I got the best bullpen in baseball. I'm talking about numbers that are like 081 lights out. Forget about it, okay? I can't wait to get to it because I've got seven of those guys. I'm get, I'm bringing somebody in before it's 5-5. What do you think on that? Oh, yeah, definitely with their bullpen. And, you know, we've followed it. A lot of people don't because you don't see right. them that much right. during the year. They are lights out. So, they are. So Dusty got outmanaged in that first game by a ton there's other things they thought he should have done, too. And our guy was spectacular. He was unbelievable. I'm bringing in Alvarado early. I love that. If you Fifth think get him out. that's where Tell the Tell that game... to the Padres. <laughs> Boy. Oh, amen. Amen. And Marcus Hayes, maybe. Yeah, Marcus yeah. Hayes, too, right? I mean, guys, you got somebody who can extinguish a rally. And you look at the Boa always said a lot of Rose said, read the scoreboard, let the scoreboard dictate what you do. I'm going to my ace to to quell that now, and then I'll live to see another inning. And I got other guys I could bring in, but I know right now if I give up a three run homer, I'm going to be trailing. So I mean, he everything he touched 
I mean, I, I on the way home, he must have stopped and had a, you know, 16-ounce steak that was the best ever. Everything he touched was fantastic, and he's he's managing his butt off with confidence, too, the moves he's making. Yeah. yeah. And he's guaranteeing he wants to win that game. You're not thinking two games ahead, whatever. Yeah. It's a World Series. You've got to concentrate yep. on that game yeah. and now, win yeah. that. Now, that n- now, tonight, they have Lance McCullers going. He's a 2.45 ERA this postseason. He's like got tonight. a lot of experience under his belt. 68 innings in the postseason. He's thrown in a World Series. Uh, looks like twice he started two games. Only That's 7.2 innings. 17 last yeah, time. it was back in 2017. Yeah, 2017. Not good. No, but he has experience. Yep. You know, yep. and but so does Thor. Thor's thrown there in 2015, I believe it was, with the Mets. I think it was his rookie year. So he's been there too. But I think I think can the Phillies still win the realistically win the series if they lose tonight or tonight the uh, do or die game no, two one no 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 see I think it is oh it's pivotal I mean let's face it you go up one come on it's one one because with Orlando coming back for game five I think tonight is is kind of a do or die but we just talked about Verlander's post I know I don't think he's gonna I think he's gonna bounce back strong I, I have a feeling that he's going to bounce back Really, really strong. With those 46,000 zealots going nuts. Yeah, I don't know why. I just have the a feeling. Win. So I see tonight as a must must win. Well, I think it's a pivotal game. Obviously, who goes up 2-1? I think there's stats that will show you the 2-1 team is 68%. Something like that, I believe I saw. 3-1 gets ridiculous. I mean, they're all so important when it's best of seven. You can't say that game three in the best of seven when it's 1-1 isn't unbelievably pivotal. Yeah. But it's it's not death. I mean, you can recover down to one. It makes you have to win the next game at home, and then I think have to win the following game. It makes you have to win two. Well, you can look at it this way too. If they win tonight, then you got the possibility of winning two more games, and you're not going to go back to Houston. You ended it in Philly, so well, that'd be amazing for one. In the back of your mind too, and, I'm sure. And, and they can do that because when you look at the offense at home. I mean, they just 9-1, Five runs a game. That's yeah, pretty solid. that's all you have to say, five runs a game. In yeah, postseason. five and oh at home. And and, um, and I don't think we said this, the Phillies are 21-9 and nine all time in postseason. I did say that, Park. actually. We I did, did say that? I did say that, yeah, best in baseball. And I'm going to say this. I've always maintained a theory that good hitting beats good pitching. Okay? Now, the Phillies' offense at home certainly beats the criteria of good hitting. Uh, and Houston certainly has with their bullpen great pitching. I still like base. I still like hitting over uh, over pitching. I still do. I think they're going to hit at home. Yeah, and uh, I think they can take three straight. I really do. Well, not only that though. If you're thinking that the Phillies averaging five runs at home, you're facing a team that's capable of scoring yep. those five runs against you every yep. game. Who? This may sound like a really not so well informed question. Who pitches tomorrow? Hope I didn't stump the crowd on that one. We got to be prepared for that. You're talking for tomorrow's game. Yeah, for which team? Well, we'd have Ranger probably uh, on the MLB.com as Rangers. Depending set on what happens yeah. tonight, it really has something to do with it. I mean, you're not going to go with a, a a falter after he faltered so bad the other time. Is it going to be by <laughs> by you know if, everybody two innings? Who, who did they leave off the roster? They left off. Uh, didn't we? I'm not supposed to ask questions. Didn't we bring? Our, no, wouldn't Falter off the roster? Fal- Falter's off the roster. They definitely not going to pitch. Yeah. Well, yeah. if Rangers set to pitch tomorrow, and they're saying Thor's only got three innings tonight, and tonight is a committee game, and that that's not yeah. 
That's a little but concerning. That's a little concerning. I'm trying to it project is. two games against I, Houston's I guess it'd offense. Be, I guess it'd be Gibson. If wow. Ra- if Ranger were to come in tonight and back up Thor somehow, if that's what if we have a close game and they want to bring him in, then I think I don't think you have any other option. You but might Gibson be tomorrow. forced to pitch Gibson. You might be forced to. This is the or Eflin, but I doubt they'd start Eflin. Is this the speaking of sports low moment that we're not prepared for who the game four starter would be? I think. Well, it I is. don't think the Phillies are prepared. This is Ranger is going to pitch tomorrow but unless I, he pitches tonight. I think our viewers and our fans that love us. See how genuine we are right now. We can edit all this out. We could have stopped three, two, one. Is what we say. We cut, but we don't cut. We run this show without edits. Is that not true, Al? Wiz, that's what we do. Yeah, but I don't think we're off point. I think we should know game four. It's as we said. It's Ranger. Ranger Suarez okay. is the projected pitcher, but oh. he might come in tonight. That's what we're saying. What if Philly Rob? Okay, has a situation where he feels he needs to bring in Ranger. I mean, who, right now, who do you bring in in the fourth inning of this game? Is it Eflin? That if it's depends. a close game? Well, if it's, it depends. Who's up? All right, it's two to one. And they're saying Thor's got three you innings in him. Who do you bring in? You know what I never got into for being a baseball guy? I never got into pitchy bullpen matchups. Well, th- that's what we have to <laughs> be doing it. here, he though. Knows, he knows this, too. It's something I just don't have a natural appetite for. Like, if it's going to be Eflin, then he's, can he get us three to four to five? No, three innings. Yeah. Can that get us to Alvarado? Alvarado, you know, can that get us to where uh, listen, we need to be listen, and then close the game out? If it's low pitch impact any baseball, you got guys that could go two, right? I mean, it depends on how they pitch. I mean, now the other question: somebody is, comes in throws thirty two pitches, he's not going to start the next inning, right? What if the score is ten nothing Astros in the fifth inning? Start throwing. Oh, you start throwing p- your position players. Oh, absolutely, 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 absolutely. Is Mayton on the roster? It is ab- yeah, it is absolutely strategically beneficial in that yeah. in that sense. Yeah. Oh, I'm pitching Harper or not Harper? Well, not Harper. Position players. Yeah. Well, yeah. I should, Every backup should know this. Tell them to go in there and lob it. Tell Verlin to lob meatballs over the middle. Yep. Is yep. Nelson on the World Series roster? I should know that, but when I mentioned about Falter. A few well, minutes back. You keep talking, stretching it. Wiz is going to have the okay the postseason roster in front of us. But the guy that you mentioned earlier. Falter, I'm positive okay. he's not. If Falter's gone, who was your que- who was your question about Falter or ne- and uh, Nelson? Ricky Nelson, mm-hmm. he's not going to pitch. I tonight. don't see him. Yeah, no. don't see him. I don't see him. No, I don't see him. But so, we do have Nick Mayton, so he can come in and pitch tonight. <laughs> so if neither we, if we needed him. So neither Nelson or Falter are on the World Series roster. So they're, they're looking at. They're going to look at Ranger and then not use him tonight, and I'm okay with him starting. But the problem is when the Astros roll over their pitch, and, of course, we just said we denounced Verlander, not not the Wiz, you get back into that, you know, that rotation is, is difficult. You're the going to is, try and get a couple innings out of Bilotti, a couple yeah, innings out of Brogdon. This is why you got to win the game by the sixth inning. This is why beat their bullpen lead. This is why tonight is a must-win. I'm tending because more to agree of what, with you. Because of tomorrow's situation. Yes. Tomorrow is a tough situation. I'll give you And that. we have to win game five. So we have to be three to two going back to Houston. I'm, if I'm, we don't win the series at home, I don't think we're going to win four to one. Houston's a pretty good team to beat four to one in a series. Mm. We have to be three two. If we're two three, we're not going to win back to back at Houston. Okay. We have to be three two and then pick one of the, get, pick, go in game six or game seven. Let me violate the next rule, which by the way, fans, is we never ask each other questions. We don't think the other person knows. That's not good for a podcast. Longevity. 
Who does Houston pitch tomorrow night? Because I know we don't know that. Right? Well, they Same could. Thing they, the Phillies are no, in, right? they could pitch Christian uh, Javier. Two point five four ERA in one hundred and fifty innings this year. The guy's a stud. Houston has depth. Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, you're right. I'm, it, I'm starting to side with tonight's a must it, win. Yeah, Houston yeah. listed their main four there that they had the four they starters. Look, they look formidable, don't they? Yes. Yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah. They have depth. They have four. Oh, man. St- not say No, they have four yeah. stud pitchers. Yes, they do. Four stud pitchers. Are we at like minute fifty eight? I think we are. Fifty six. Yeah. Fifty six. So uh, we're going to have to start. Do we get anything else? We want it. What are you going to do tonight? Who's winning tonight? It's Monday. Phillies winning tonight. Philly, Halloween. The Astros do not know what they are. Uh, what they are walking into tonight. They do not know what it's like to have a real fan base. Coach, and they're gonna feel it. Yeah, we gotta go with Phillies. Tonight's gonna be a mash, a monster a mash. mash. They are good. Give us a little. It bit. was a graveyard smash. Good. Keep going, Coach. Oh, you want a little bit more? I'll give you a little bit more. <laughs> I was working in the lab late one night <laughs> when my about? eyes beheld an eerie sight. My monster from my slab <laughs> did rise right before my very eyes. He, he did, did the mash. He did the monster He did mash. the monster mash. The monster mash. <laughs> okay. It was a graveyard smash. The monster him. mash. It caught in on <clears throat> in a flash. Right, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. Would have been good cut 10 seconds ago. Good. I don't want any agents calling. I'm through yeah, yeah, yeah. a second. Granite Rave, go ahead. <laughs> A rave. I think we've done back and forth rants and raves, the whole type thing. The, the rave would be this to be positive and keep going with Rob Thompson, all the moves he's made and all these decisions we thought about today might happen. And uh, we're going to ride that train with him and the decisions he makes. And people have to come in and perform, and we have to hit the ball. What would you rant about? Uh, Angela and I have a treaty. He acquiesced that the Phillies are great for the area. Uh, you, you do not try to divide Eagles Nation, Phillies Nation, you know, United We Stand. So we got past that. Uh, it's been an unbelievable ride. So much fun, so many thrills, great house parties. Friday night was insane at the house. Insane. I mean, my cousin's laid on the floor. The other one's cleaning the kitchen because she can't watch. Kelly, I love you. And the comments the ladies are making during the game are priceless. We got to get that onto a show. Just so much blessing. So many thanks for the thrills. Let's just keep it going, man. I won three parades. Yeah. I'm greedy. Rave, rave, rave. Man. I want the Phillies to win the World yeah. Series. I want the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Right. And this weekend, the Philadelphia Union yes, play for the championship at a soccer. And they'll have a parade because they packed that place. Yeah, let's not forget Here's a question. What are union tickets going for? Not the best, but no. Average. I would have no idea. idea. I went over there once many years ago as a guest of a friend of mine. I would love to know. When you say they pack the house, what's their attendance quickly? We're going to keep moving. Five to 7,000. They're they're going to get a new stadium built, the whole thing. I mean, you know. But they're they're really rabid. I've I've watched some of the games. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And where is their home stadium right now? Delaware. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm all rave. Of course, it's the Phillies. I don't think I can hit. With more guys that more points than you guys already said, but I will say that I think that tonight the Phillies are going to come out so electric, so amped up. Houston's not going to, they have not seen a fan base like this. And really, most of those guys in their life, unless they played a Philly before, and they're going to be in for a rude awakening tonight. 
Philly's going to bring it to them. I don't know if it's going to be a close game or it's going to be a blowout, but it's going to be a magical Halloween tonight. Well, you're going to pick a final score, aren't you? I will. I'll say, you know what? 9-5 Phillies. That's kind of a blowout. A lot of runs. Late, Some runs late. 6-7-8-9. Runs late. Close game. Take it over late. Coach, is he saying we're going to beat up the Astros bullpen? Only thing came to my Oof. mind was eight four because I'm eighty four. Eight four, Phillips. I just hope right. I just hope we <laughs> eight four and nine five. I'll I, take it. I hope you get your runs early, partner, because that's a tough bullpen to do a lot of damage against. Well, that bullpen's late. never pitched in this ballpark. That's a good point. He's, you know, he's come yeah. back today and made some great points late. Yeah, I'm so, sure that bullpen loves loves beating up those uh those you know. 5,000 per game stadiums yeah, and stuff right, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're well, right. get ready for 45, not just 45,000 fans, 45,000 maniacs tonight. Maniacs, yeah. And I will be one of them going yep. absolutely nuts in the, and that's And in by that the stand, way, Houston Astros, get the right size bat, okay? And the guy that's reaching inside his belt between every pitch. Touching himself every right? every single pitch. He's hate rubbing the glove, changing cleats, changing. Yeah. When you're known joke. for being cheaters and it's documented, you can't cheat at all. Your record has to be lily white, spotless. Measure your bats. How can you have a bigger bat than you're allowed? Come on, umpire. Why aren't umpires checking bats before games? They do. Game? It's ridiculous. When I, play, when I played in 13-year-old yeah. tournaments, they were they checking, checking bats, bats before games. Checking bats. I know. Why are they doing that after the game? Why is that not being done pregame? That's insane. What, or, or or is it done pregame? The Astros slipped it in. What are you turning your, ra- your rave into a rant? Is you that what know? I'm getting here? I'm saying, the Astros are so pathetic, those cheaters. They, they deserve what's coming rant. to them. It is a rant. They deserve what's coming to them. Okay. Well, and I hate to be a security officer tonight because the way people are going to be dressed, you don't oh, know who's doing what. That, that's a good <laughs> It's going to be hilarious that's tonight. That's a good point to bring us home, Coach. Halloween, I don't think it's a full moon, but uh, you got the rain element. You don't know what that's going to be like. You got people dressing up. You already had the buzz of the 46, which is insane. There's nothing else like it in sports. We say that because homies. No, it's true. All the people, all the talking heads have, have said the same thing. See, it could be nuts. It could be absolutely yeah, nuts. And here's, here's my question I'm pondering today. With Thor pitching tonight, Thor. I'm a huge Marvel <laughs> fan. As Thor, my God. dog's name is Odin. Oh, God. The son of Odin is Thor and Loki. I have a ridiculously expensive Loki costume at my parents' house. I think I'll be swinging by to at least get the cape, if not the whole bendy oh, horns. That's great. That's great. To be wearing to tonight's game. Sure so you, I'll sure be ready to go. Make sure you say hi to Pete. Uh, Perry's in, uh, in there with his parents. Uh, tonight, it's section be 116, row three behind the dugout. We have family presence tonight on uh, Moss. We're set. And how do they get a hold of us? As always, our website, speakingofsportspod.com. Would highly recommend you follow us on Instagram, speaking underscore of underscore sports, TikTok at speaking of sports, or um, you know, go to our Twitter, speaking of sports podcast. Check us out. You know, send us an email, speaking of sports pod at gmail.com. But really, make sure you check out the TikTok and the Instagram. Really, the TikTok, that's going to be a pretty big thing now. And uh, if you haven't, we got some nice clips up there. They're like 45, sometimes 60-second clips or less, something short that you can just get a little tidbit for what's going on, some big points we're making. I think you'll, think you'll 20, enjoy it. Uh, 25,000 views, uh, 10,000 likes, um, that, and our Twitter, our YouTube. I mean, that's where people are going to look for you. It's, it's insane. We thank you so much for that support. 
uh, I'm, I'm still getting some texts, not as many as I was, and one of them said, and they didn't respond after I said it was this, make sure you guys check your appearance. Like, I guess our callers, you had one friend, Gary, that was very helpful in that regard, and look how much our appearance has changed. The table doesn't yeah. have wires. Today, Wiz got the hats out, and he told out to put the candy in the middle. Anyway, uh, we're over an hour. we got to wrap it up. 609-828-5569. The lunch offer still stands if you ask a really good question. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's a wrap, baby. What do you got? i got to finish up. I don't do a shout-out to my friends at the American Legion in Oakland who are telling me they're following us. That's they great. really enjoy it. And I don't think we said it today, but this is old Coach Al, Chad, the whiz kid, Grimley. Yeah, we covered. Yeah, I didn't know if we did. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, and we didn't. Chuck, well, the boss, Grimley. See, the we're, we're so excited with the game tonight. I think that went by, but we are. Happy excited. Halloween, everybody! Happy Go Phillies! Trick or treat! I think it's going to be a treat.